Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, the Vintage Geek, and I just watched Star Wars Resistance, Season 1, Episode 1, The Recruit. There will be spoilers, so I warn you now. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. The reason it took me a couple days to actually sit down and watch this was because I really wasn't all that excited about it. You may have noticed I didn't say much about any of the previews or trailers or things leading up to it because I do not like this kind of animation for, for characters. I think people and aliens look horrible with this kind of animation style. Uh, the ships and everything, all the vehicles, the locations... In the previews and the trailers, I was very excited about them. I thought the ships moved amazingly. They looked fantastic. But then when they showed the, the characters' faces and the way they moved, I was kind of like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> you can do this kind of movement with, with ships and vehicles and the, and the backgrounds and stuff. You can do that kind of an animation style and then have regular cell art for the characters. Like, it's kind of like... What do they do that with? They do it kind of with Voltron, don't they? You know, and, and it works out great. But so I was hoping they would go that direction and not do everything as like, what do they call it? Cell shading. But with that all said, that that's basically why I was delayed. That's why I was waiting. And I finally sat down and watched it. And I got to say, I was entirely wrong. I was shockingly wrong. Uh, this show, this opening thing was a lot better than I ever would have expected it to be based on those trailers and previews. I think they did themselves a disservice. They made the wrong trailers for this show. I don't know what they were thinking or what they were attempting to do, but they didn't put the correct scenes together to make an intriguing trailer because this episode was so much better than just like 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 off the scale better than the previews made it out to be. I, I was blown away by how how could you turn something so good into such a horrible trailer? <laughs> you know, like I just I, I don't know what they're thinking or what they're trying to do. You know, they're it's I think they're almost trying to get a negative reaction out of people so that they can get a talk about it going so that, but but I don't know why would you use that why would you I don't know I don't know I don't know I'm just not I have no idea but if you've been on the fence like I was if you were just kind of like I'm going to watch it because it's Star Wars but I'm not all excited to to like turn it on when the premiere is actually happening cuz I've got other things to do and I'm just going to wait a few days well I I highly recommend that you stop waiting and you go over to Disney Channel Get it on demand. Go to the go to the app, the Disney Now app, and put it on. Which, by the way, on the app you can watch episode two and three also. So you can be you could be three weeks ahead of everybody else if you go to the Disney Now app. I'll be putting up reviews on episode two and three after this. But uh, yeah, just I, I I highly recommend going and watching it because there's uh it's it's gonna it's gonna surprise you. I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna surprise you. I mean, it opens up with some lore, some some stuff that connects to the Force Awakens and and later on the Last Jedi and stuff. So the the new the new trilogy, sequel trilogy, as everyone's calling it. So, um, which I think was really good. I I really like the 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 idea of adding elements that connect to the films, 
and this looks like it's going to take place just before The Force Awakens. Starkiller Base is in there, Captain Phasma. There's a new character who's a pilot, an Imperial pilot dressed in red, has a nice red, like, TIE Interceptor kind of looking ship, and Kaz is in a group of people who are getting information, and they're on a mission for the New Republic, and Poe Dameron shows up to save Kaz. Kaz kind of almost sacrifices himself, but he's got the information at the same time. And he lets everyone else in the squadron hyperspace out, and the ship disables him. So he can't get started again. He can't get to hyperspace. It's pretty clear that the guy's going to destroy him. And in comes Poe Dameron and saves the day. And then the kid actually gets a shot off on the new TIE fighter before it hyperspaces away, because it knows it can't deal with Poe Dameron now that the kid has uh, got a hit on it and damaged it. So he takes off. But it's just a cool opening. It's a really nice way to sort of kick the series off. It gets you right into the excitement. You're, you kind of know immediately that it's connected to the sequel trilogy. And uh, it's, it, it actually sets up the kid as a really good character, too. He's not a bumbling idiot. He's not like an Ezra. He's more uh, sure of himself. He's actually proven himself in battle right from the start. So you know this is someone that has a lot of potential and they already have a lot of skills within them. So it's like a skilled person who has a lot of potential. And it gives you a reason as to why they allow him to do this spy mission that the whole first episode is setting up that this kid's going to be on. So it's kind of like you can see why they, they would have faith and the resistance would have faith in this kid to do his job and what he has to do. Speaking of the ship designs, I really like the new X-Wing. The, the kid is flying, Kaz is flying, in his squadron actually, they're flying in a different type of X-Wing than what we saw in The Force Awakens that the Resistance was using. It's a smaller ship, it's got different engine designs, different laser weapons on the wings. You can see the front end of the ship is different. It's actually got two little things sticking out on the sides of it. I don't know if they're lasers or missile compartments or what. It could just be a sensor array, I have no idea. But um, there are some subtle, like I said, those kind of differences between that X-Wing and what Poe flies in on, which Poe comes in on the X-Wing that we see at the beginning of The Force Awakens, the blue and white one that he lands on. On uh, Is it Jakku that he lands on? Yeah, right? So um, now that means we have three different styles of X-Wing. We have the X-Wing from The Force Awakens. We have the X-Wing from... A New Hope and we that Luke used, and we have the X-Wing design that Kaz was using. So we have three different X-Wing designs now. Um, I actually kind of hope they make a toy of Kaz's X-Wing, because it would be kind of cool to have it. But it does look a little bit smaller. When you look at him on screen on the first episode here of Resistance, you see Poe's uh, next to Kaz's, and to me, Kaz's looks a little bit smaller than Poe's X-Wing. So... I think they're a shorter fuselage. The wings are a little bit shorter. It's just, in general, a slightly smaller ship. Maybe it's more maneuverable. Maybe it's faster. I have no idea, you know, But because um, his was damaged when we got to see it, so you don't know. And, yeah, but it's kind of cool. They do a throwback to the older stuff. They bring in a Tantive style, what is it, the blockade runner style um, ship there. And this is a blue one. I think it was seen in the Battle of Scarif. If I, remember. I think he might even actually mention that in the show, if I remember right. 
So it's cool to see a callback to the original trilogy, even still being run around in this thing. So Kaz first meets up. They, you know, Poe sticks him out on this outpost where they think there's going to be a, a spy for the First Order on there. And somehow the information is getting from there to the First Order. So they want Kaz to sort of fish that person out. So they put him on there because this is also a place where they have all these races where Kaz's skills will come in handy as he blends in with the racing crowd to try and ferret out this spy, you know. And uh, he first meets up with a Nikto, I think he is, a Nikto kind of guy named Nico, and uh, which is pretty funny because that's our cat's name. <laughs> so uh, he... Um, He's kind of weird. He doesn't get social interaction, it seems like, as well as other people, other aliens, maybe. So he pretty much takes a lot of what you say in a sort of more literal sense. So he immediately assumes that Kaz really is the best star pilot in the galaxy. And, you know, being on a small station, small outpost, that news travels fast. So by the time Poe and Kaz get to the bar... The news has already reached the bartender, and she's like, oh, look, it's the galaxy's best star pilot, you know? <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because they, they meet the guy outside, and by the time they walk to the bar, the news has already gotten around the entire station. Yeah. So there's small, subtle bits of humor like that. It's it's not as humorous as the, sh the previews made it out to be. The previews made it out like the whole thing is going to be a joke, but... It's not. They're, I mean, it was actually pretty hard-pressed to find a lot of... You know, I don't know. It's kind of like... That humor was so, like, sparse. So spaced out, I guess I should say. That I didn't notice it as much. You know, there were moments where I went, <laughs> I chuckled. But it wasn't like one right after the other. Bam, 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 bam. You know, it was just like... Once in a while, there was a joke, you know, and, and that kind of, the flow was pretty good. I liked it. There was action, and then there was like a little light humor moment, and there was, and there was some storytelling and character development, and then action, and, you know, and, and it, it really worked. It had a good pace. That's what I'll say. The pacing was just so good from that point on, you know. But Kaz quickly gets into a couple of situations where he owes someone money almost right away. He, you know, he gets cheated this other guy cheats in a dart board game and the you know uses a, a, a dart that he can manipulate and it gets Kaz into trouble. Kaz doesn't catch on to the cheat, so he ends up owing the guy thinking that he owes the guy money. He ends up getting in trouble with the person that he hit with the dart and it starts a brawl and uh he ends up, you know, just kinda owing them in a sense and it's like, so he gets into all these situations that are not his fault right at the beginning and ends up making it so he bumbles his way into accepting a race with the daughter of the one who's basically in charge of the station, if I understand it right. And uh, that's kind of where he gets involved with the whole crew, which becomes the people I think we're going to follow in this show. And his first race, he doesn't win it. He he comes in second place. He loses. But he lives through it. And that's the thing that sparks everyone on the station. Because no one has ever lived 
through and finished a race when they race against this girl who's the daughter of the station's uh, commander or something like that. I don't, we haven't seen him on screen. We, we've seen him in the distance, I think, so far, but we don't, he hasn't been in the forefront and actually spoken. So I'm not entirely sure what his, his entire role is on this show yet, but he's, this girl that he races against is his daughter. And the, the race is pretty cool. I like the way that they do things with the rings and all that. And the ships look great. They're really nice. But because he lived through the race and finished the race, in a sense, I'm putting that in quotes because he does crash right at the end. But um, it, it puts him on a higher level as far as a pilot than what most of the other newbies and incoming people are, you know. So there's apparently like four or five really good racers and she's one of them. And now that puts him up in the top five or six there you know what I mean because he finished the race racing against her so that's kind of cool you know it, it it but it's again it's something that proves his background is worthy of the assignment that they've given him which we already got you know it's not like he just comes out of the blue and he's a racer we got that from what he did in the beginning of the show when it opened where he was actually a republic starfighter pilot fighting against you know this elite first order guy that kind of ambushed them so it's kind of a you know it suits his background and makes it believable as to why he's so good at racing because he was a good starfighter pilot but the rest of this first episode kind of goes into solidifying his role as a mechanic on the group they kind of fit him into it they kind of introduce you to all his partners his new characters that you're going to see um you know where he's living you get to meet all the aliens that are on the station which is also something really cool by the way because there are a lot of alien species that throw back to the original trilogy to the clone wars cartoons to star wars rebels even the new trilogy where, like there's a character that's the same race as unker plot you know um it's just like you know all around, oh, oh, and that one of the guys that was sitting down in the chair in Maz Kanata's castle, that's the same race as the guy that he gets into the bar fight with. So it's this big hulking brute of a guy. And uh, she, he was sitting in the chair and had the, the woman in the black outfit with the thing over her head. And she's actually the one that called, I think she called the First Order and told them that BB-8 was at Maz Kanata's castle. So, um... Yeah, it was that guy. She was sitting on his lap in Maz Kanata's castle. The same race of alien is in this Resistance show as the guy that, that Kaz has a bar fight with. So, you know, it's just kind of like there are aliens in this thing that span the entire spectrum of Star Wars. And I think that's really cool to see a lot more of these aliens flesh out the universe and just make it a believable, livable area. You know, you're going to see Ithorians or the walrus man, well, Aqualish, and you're going to see like these Wolfman kind of guys, the, all these things, you're going to see them all over the galaxy. If they move around, Nikto's, Klaatu's, Baratas, you know, you're going to see them everywhere. And it's kind of weird how certain, you know, like when we saw Force Awakens, was there any, like Greedo guys, what, what are, you know, or Athorians, you know, it's like, why did all the classic aliens disappear? You know, <laughs> and all we saw were new aliens, you know, 
So it's kind of like it's good to have a show that mixes it all up and you've got species from all over the place and from every era. And that's kind of a cool thing. But yeah, I'm sure I could go on a little bit more. I, I mean, if, if I were to rewatch it and actually record while I'm watching, I bet I'd have a lot more to say. But I think that's pretty good. I mean, I just say go check it out. Watch it for yourself. I think it's a pretty good show. I, I hope it just continues on and we don't get a lot of filler episodes. I want a lot of stuff with the First Order and the Resistance and figuring out where this all fits in. I I, I think that this if they do that kind of stuff, this show could have a really good run. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. I'm already over the animation style. I, I mean, it fits. It actually works a lot better than I thought it was going to. So I'm not, I'm not hung up on that anymore. I'm not upset about it. I, I get it. It actually moves smoothly. It flows nice. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with it. Once you watch the thing as an entire, as a whole, it's, it it doesn't, I think a lot of people have been saying that where they thought the animation style was going to be jarring, was going to take them out of the reality of Star Wars. But once you sit down and start watching it, it doesn't, it actually works. It flows well. And, uh, I highly recommend it. I think you should check it out. I think if you're a Star Wars fan, if you've liked the other cartoons, and I, I think you're going to like this one. I think you're going to enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing what you thought about it. Check us out on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show. Drop me a line there and let me know what you guys thought of Star Wars Resistance, the first episode, Season 1, Episode 1, The Recruit. All right, guys, keep it geeky out there. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you later on the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, and I'm out of here.